1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Gunsmoke. Original air date is September 20th, 1952, and the title is Drop Dead. Now, let's hope it's not from last week's episode of Home Surgery. These titles are something else. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy.
0: Around Dark City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the spell of gun smoke.
2: water for the herd? Not quite, Pecos. Cottonwood Pond is just over the rise ahead of it. Well, it may be dry, too. Bet they haven't had a rain on the prairie for six months. It won't be dry. I've been bringing cattle up here to Dodge City for 12 years. Drought or no drought, the pond's always had water. It better have. We're losing 15 head an hour now. Can't push him much further. Yeah, There'll be water. With luck, if the railroad's got the cars for us, we can start loading this afternoon.
3: By this time... The... Hey,
2: sounds like the boys up ahead run into something. Yeah, come on. There's a pond, Pegasus. Plenty of water. Yeah, I guess you were right. Wonder why the herd's piling up. They ought to be stampeding for that pond. You think you have to? Hold up, Pagan? A barbed wire fence. Somebody's fenced off the pond. Mr. Jackson, it looks like we've got a fight on our hands.
3: like it, Doc. It's too quiet. When things get too quiet in Dodge, it always means a blow-up's coming.
4: Yeah, just sit down, Matt. You're just getting yourself a case of nerves. Yeah. You've been a law officer too long. Shot at too many times. <laughs> you're getting so you just act like a spooky old horse who's jumpy and gun shy. and me those forceps. Oh,
3: yeah. You mean this? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Now, you take me, Matt. I, I don't rant and rail against fate. I just sit back and take what comes.
3: Yeah, sure. Darling.
4: Mm-hmm. If I get a patient, fine. I steal him blind. And if I don't, well, I keep my hand in setting a broken leg on a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That still ought to hold him. Uh, and the fact I could use a fee too. Not planning to shoot anybody, are you, man?
3: Yeah, if this drought doesn't break, I'm in the mood to shoot myself.
4: Uh, that's a bad one, all right. I don't think I've ever seen the prairie as dry as it is this year. Oh, there you are, Mr. Dillon.
3: Well, come on in, Chester.
2: I've been looking all over for you. We've got trouble, Mr. Dillon. Huh? Trouble? Old man Howard just sent a rider in. A trail drive's pulled in from the big bend. They're threatening to cut his fences so they can water the cattle at Cottonwood
4: Pond. Well, as you blow up, Matt... A real head-on smash. A thirsty herd against that skin Flint Howard. Uh, 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 Bet I could get myself a few fees out of this before it's over.
3: <laughs> Good old Doc, always hoping for the best. Huh? Now, come on, Chester, let's ride out to Cottonwood. <laughs>
2: Howard had no call to fence that pond, Mr. Dillon. There's enough water there for all the trail herds in the next ten years.
3: That's on his ranch, Chester. He's got a right to fence his own range.
2: Got a right, maybe, but no decent rancher would take advantage of it. Howard's mean, just downright
3: mean. I think it's more than that, Chester. It's The old business of making two dollars grow where one dollar grew before... I think Howard figured on something like this when he strung that fence last month. But the trouble is, look, that we... look
2: yonder, Mister Dillon. Huh? Must be fifty or sixty
3: riders facing each other across that fence. Yeah. Looks like a couple of armies. Well, that wouldn't be the first range war that started over water rights. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who says so, mister? I do. Who are you? Dillon, U.S. Marshal out of Dodge.
5: Marshal, that man and his gang are threatened to break through my fences and trespass on my property. I demand the protection of the law. You'll get it,
2: Howard. You're the owner of this herd? That's right, Marshal. Jack Jackson from the Circle Z spread down in the Big Bend. Maybe you can make this fellow see reason. I got a herd of cattle here that's dying like flies for lack of water. Over there, a hundred yards, is plenty of water.
3: Only a sneaking crook has fenced it in.
2: How about it, Marshall? Well, it's his land,
3: Jackson. The law gives him the right to fence it. Law?
2: Right. Everything I got in the world's tied up in that herd. There's 25 trail riders there in the saddle I can't even pay wages to if I lose these cattle. Does the law uphold pushing a man
5: against the wall and wiping him out? It wasn't
3: intended to. Howard! Why don't you ride up here to the fence and talk, huh? Sure,
5: Marshal. No objections at all. It's my fence, ain't
3: it? Well, nobody's doubting it. Now, look, is there any reason why you can't get together with this man and let him take that herd in and water it?
5: I made him an offer. He turned let it him off
3: down. A dollar a head a day for water. Or buy the herd himself for three dollars a head. Those are pretty stiff terms, Howard.
5: Better than losing everything like he's going to do. Why, you dirty... All right, hold guy. it. Both of you!
3: Now look, if there's any gunslinging starts, I'm going to be in on it too. You understand? Howard, I just don't understand you. Most people out here on the frontier stick together when trouble starts. They don't kick a man when he's down, and they don't look on a drought or a blizzard as a chance to make a personal cleaning. Ah, just a minute,
5: Dillon. You call yourself the law, Dodge? All right. Does the law say I can fence in my own land? It does. And never mind your opinions, Marshal. All I want out of you is enforcement of the law. All right,
3: Howard, you'll get it. And that's all you'll get. Jackson, you better have your boys start the herd circling.
2: This mean you're backing him up, Marshal?
3: I'm backing up the law, that's all, Jackson. Then I don't think much of your laws up here... I only enforce them,
5: I don't make them. Now, you better circle that herd. I say you better... I'm ordering my boys to shoot the first man of steer that comes through that
3: fence. Chester, you cover Howard. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. And if he orders any of his men to fire a shot, kill him. Be a pleasure, Mr. Dillon.
5: What's the idea, Marshall? You wanted the
3: law enforced. All right, you're getting it. But I'm going to do the enforcing, Howard, not you. So if you're smart, you won't give any orders about shooting. All right, Mr. Dillon, you
2: got a tough job. I guess you're trying to do it fair and square.
3: Man does what he has to do, Jackson.
2: I know. Like with me. That herd of mine beds down without water. Most of them won't get off the ground in the morning. So, law or no law, we're going through that fence tonight. <laughs>
4: Matt. Huh?
3: Oh, what's hello. What's the
4: Katie? matter? Bad liquor or a busted string? Uh,
3: neither, neither. How are you?
4: Eager. But you've probably noticed that before. Seriously, though, what's wrong?
3: Plenty. One of the bloodiest little range wars you ever saw is just about to break.
4: Out of Cottonwood Pond, I heard about it. Did
3: you hear, too, that I'm back on the wrong side?
4: Here, pull a stool up to the bar. Harry, a drink for Mr. Uh, Dillon.
3: no, thanks. I can't stay, Kitty. I gotta try to round up some deputies and tries, probably about as far as I'm gonna get. Old Ton will be siding with the Texas boys against Howard and against me.
4: Maybe you ought to switch sides, Matt.
3: Oh, sure, sure, I oughta. I know, but I can't. I started making my own rules, that would mean the end of law and order in Dodge City. Yeah, I just can't do it, Kitty. Much as I'd like to.
4: Well. Not for me to say. You're the one who has Mr. to Dillon? decide.
3: Uh, yeah, Chester. What'd you find out? Mr. Hightower
2: down at the railroad depot, check clear through to Topeka. They can't get enough cattle cars here to load that herd out before day after. Well, all.
3: that's that. It's an outside chance, anyway. Yeah, I just can't do it, Kitty. much as I'd like to.
4: Well, yeah. not for me to say. You're the one who Mr. has to Dillon? decide. Uh,
2: yeah,
3: Chester. What'd you find out?
2: Mr. Hightower down at the railroad depot, check clear through to Topeka. They can't get enough cattle cars here to load that herd out before day after Well, all.
3: that's that. It's an outside chance, anyway. I thought we might load them up fast, Kitty, and run them up to Walnut Creek. It's still got a little water in it. But
4: I... Matt, there's something wrong with a law that upholds a lowdown scheme like this. Well,
3: what Howard's doing is wrong morally, but it's right legally. Gotta find a legal way to stop him.
4: I bet a lawyer could find a way of some kind. Too bad this town doesn't have that. Oh, heaven
3: forbid. Just
4: the same matter. Mr.
0: Yeah, what is it? My name's Fenton. I'm range, boy. Yeah, I know.
3: You work for Dyke Howard.
0: Well, what's on your mind? Well, Mr. Howard figures you ought to be arranging to protect his property. Jackson
3: gave me his word he'd lay off until nine tonight. His
0: word, sure. But Mr. Howard figures it'd be a good idea if you deputize his writers Benton, or... get up. Wait a second, Martin. Go on, get oh. up.
3: When I want Howard's advice, I'll ask for it. I go tell him that. Well, yeah, but... Uh... Go on, get up.
0: Move.
1: Ties, his writers. <laughs>
2: sure, he'd like it Well, it just may come to that, Mr. Dillon. I couldn't get anybody yeah, else.
3: You know, I ought to throw this badge away and go out there and help Jackson cut that fence. Matt,
4: I still think what you ought yeah, to do... I know,
3: I know. I ought to get a lawyer. Well... Oh, Kitty, the only lawyer Dodge City ever saw was that young fellow from Boston who died here last year on his way... <sighs> what does it mean? Chester, what happened to those
2: books of his... Well, nobody never claimed them. They're still in the back of the
3: jail there somewhere. That's a long shot, but... (laughs) Kitty, I love you. Come on, Chester, let's find those books.
4: Uh,
3: I don't know, Chester. Take a man a year just to learn what these words mean. Well, I sure can't help you, Mr. Dillon.
2: Looky there. Tort, replevin, statutory malfeasance.
3: Why don't
2: they write the laws out in English?
3: Be no work for lawyers. The only thing that might do it is this one. I'm not too sure what it means.
4: Uh, well, uh, evening,
3: Matt. Oh, Doc. Come on in here, will you?
4: I uh, 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 figured I'd bring you a little courage for the bottle.
3: What?
4: Huh? Uh, might be snakes out at Cottonwood Pond. <laughs>
3: it's very thoughtful.
4: <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Calamel and Irish whiskey. No doctor west of the Mississippi you ought to be without them. Uh, the calamel's for the woman, you understand?
3: <laughs> yeah, sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Of course, a bottle of Jameson might not cure a patient, but it sure makes him enjoy his illness.
3: Yeah. Look, uh, Doc, you've been to school. Huh? At least I guess you have.
4: Oh, well, uh, I, I browsed through a couple. Well, listen of
3: to say. this now. now and tell me what you think about this paragraph right here.
4: Huh? Uh, well, let me see. A schedule of territorial ordinances and judicial precedents. Handbook for local administrators. Uh, well, I didn't go to law school.
3: No, no, but you've read books and you know big words. Now, now listen to this. The local administrator or other duly constituted authority in a territorial division is hereby empowered to declare a state of acute emergency in case of riot, rebellion, or any natural catastrophe which threatens a general welfare. Now, Doc, would you say I'm a duly constituted authority, huh?
4: Well, Dodge City, I guess you're about the only authority.
3: Yeah. Now, now, would you say this drought we're having is a threat to the general welfare?
4: I've never seen a worse
3: one, but... All right, now, listen to this. During the period of such emergency, the officer in charge is authorized to seize, confiscate, allocate, or otherwise administer critical materials... And facilities in accordance with a common need and his own discretion.
4: All right, Matt. Water
5: is a material. Yeah? And as far as keeping cattle alive is concerned, Cottonwood Pond is a facility. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know.
4: I don't see how it'll help you, though, Matt. Howard will never stand for it. You're still going to have a pitched battle on your hands.
3: Maybe so, Doc. But at least I'll be fighting in the way I want to fight. (laughs) Well, come on, Chester, let's go. It's eight (laughs) o'clock.
0: We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, you personally can help to make sure America has an impregnable fence against invaders along all its borders by volunteering as a ground observer to watch the skies for unidentified planes. Men and women from teenage up, write or phone your nearest civil defense center. Now, the second act of Gunsmoke. (laughs) Smoke.
3: That's dark now. Must be pushing nine o'clock. Hope they don't jump the gun on us, Chester. I figure Jackson'll stick by his word, Mister Dillon. If yeah, Howard lets him.
2: You know we might get a break in this drought if that storm comes this way.
3: Now, I'd say it's only heat lightning. All thunder, no rain.
2: Well, if it goes on a few more weeks, this prairie'll be dried right down to the nub. All right, hold it. Uh, Pull up them horses. He's right there by the fence,
3: Mister Dillon. Yeah, I see. Who's there? Well, speak up! I usually answer bushwhackers with a six gun. This is your lucky night, Fenton.
0: Well, Marshal, I, I didn't know. Where's it. your boss? All right here, Dillon.
5: Not time you got here? That mob may try to rush the fence any minute now. Not yet, Howard. I said nine o'clock.
2: You got five minutes yet.
3: Come on over here, Jackson. I want you to hear this, too.
2: I kind of wish you'd stayed out of it, Marshal.
3: I'd rather not have fought against you. Never mind. Mr. Howard, by the authority vested in me as a U.S. Marshal... And under the territorial laws and ordinances of the United States, I'm hereby declaring a state of acute emergency due to the drought.
5: What are you talking about, Dylan?
3: The U.S. Territorial Ordinance Schedule of 1858, Section 721C.
5: What are you trying to say?
3: Just this. For the duration of the emergency, I am taking charge of Cottonwood Pond in the name of the United States government. And I'm allocating use of it to Mr. Jackson here to water his herd. if you want to try to make a deal with him, you got five minutes before I cut the wire and open the fence.
2: I've never bought water before,
5: but I'll give you ten cents a head, Howard. How about it? I'll see you dead first, and I'll be struck dead myself before I see one head of your stock onto my property. Dylan, I don't know what's behind this move. Maybe you've sold out, made a deal of your Easy, own. Easy, Howard. If not that, then you've lost your mind. Your five minutes are running out now. What are you going to do? Fight. What do you think I'm going to do? Going to resist the law. You call it the law? I don't. Dylan, I'm giving my boys orders to shoot any man who lays a hand on his fence. And that goes for you. Listen to me, Howard.
3: You got a chance to do something that costs you nothing and means life or death to somebody else. And you're refusing to do it. Well, I'm sorry to see it that way. But in any case, this herd gets water. Maybe they will.
5: All right, boys, you heard it. Keep that fence covered. If they want to fight, they'll get one. Jackson, I guess
3: I'm going to need some deputies.
2: Well, I got 25 men here, Marshal. They're yours if you want them. All right, boys. Will you all raise
3: your right hands? Do you swear to uphold the Constitution, ordinances, and bylaws of the United States to the best of your ability so help you? I do. All right, you're all temporary deputy marshals acting under my orders. Now bunch the cattle in this way and start them through the fence as soon as I open the wire. They won't need much starting,
2: Marshal. They've been smelling that water for hours. Now don't shoot unless you're fired on. If you are, protect
3: yourselves and your herd. All right, let's go.
1: Hey, Gus!
2: Yeah, keep those flankers closing them in toward the opening here. they crowd on that fence, they'll cut themselves to All right, boss. Over this. Chester, away. come here, man.
3: Yes, sir. You got the wire cutters? Yes, yes. Here
2: you are, Mr. Dillon. You know, I think we got a fight on our hands. Yeah, I guess.
3: All right, keep me covered.
2: I'll watch the left over here. All right, Mr. Jackson.
3: Well, there's one strand up.
0: They're cut from the fence, Mr. Howard!
3: Alright, fire at the flash, Chester. Yes, sir. Oh my gracious, I wish there was a moon. There's one more strand.
5: I spotted him.
3: And here's the last one.
4: Now.
2: Alright, boys, the fence is open. Bring him through! Come on, through, boys! Come on.
3: Heads up, Chester. They won't give in this season. Yeah, you can hear them out there, but you can't see for the dust. Yeah. Wind's coming up off that cloud. Well, come on. Let's try to find Howard. I'm going
2: to take him in for attempted murder. Last time I heard him, he was down along the fence here, Summers. All right, boys. Fire the grass. What the? Look. Look at them torches, Mister Dillon. They're setting fire in the grass. Yeah.
3: As dry as it is, they'll start the whole prairie blazing.
2: Jackson, get your
3: herd through the fence. They're trying to stampede it. It'll take more than fire to turn those cattle away from water. I guess you're right. Look, send as many as your boys as you can to help me. We got to get that fire stopped and fast. Well, if that backfire holds it, we're, we're winning, Chester.
2: Otherwise... Couldn't have been a worse time. The prairie's dry as gunpowder. Well, at least
3: the herd's safe. They wouldn't leave that pond if the whole world caught fire. Any orders for the boys, Mr. Dillon? Uh, yeah, just have them keep working along the edge of the backfire, Pecos. speed out any sparks that get across. Huh? All right, Marshal, I got you. Uh, have you seen anything of the Howard gang?
2: No, not a sign. I guess they figured
3: they'd done all they could.
2: Yeah, maybe. Mr. Dillon, I'd swear a storm's going to break. I, I can halfway smell
3: the rain. I don't know about that, Chester. But it's doing one thing, it won't help us. What do you mean? Look, the wind's shifting. starting to drive those flames across the backfire.
2: Well, if it catches
3: air again, it'll get clear away from yeah, us. Yeah, it sure will. Now, come on. Let's grab some of the boys and start working behind us. Yes, let's sir. go, Dillon. Uh, well, Fenton, I figured you'd be halfway to the Mexican border by now. Well, you figured wrong. you keep your hands still, both of you. One movement, and it's your last move. That's about the way you planned it anyway, isn't it? You wiped us out, Dylan. That backfire of yours took the ranch house and the barns. Nothing first to do now but drift. Only first, I'm going to kill you. Hit the dirt, Chester. Fenton, drop the gun. You're under arrest. I'll drop it, you dirty... <laughs>
5: Dillon... Dylan. I... Uh... Well,
3: you warned him, Mr. Dillon. That yeah, doesn't matter much now. Look, Chester.
2: Yes, sir. It's jumped the backfire. With that wind driving it, it'll burn the whole prairie from here clear to the river.
3: And Dodge City along with it. Not a way in the world of stopping it, either. heard the shot, Marshal. You all right? I'm sick at my stomach, that's all. Dodge City's going to burn, Jackson, and there's nothing we can do. I sure didn't figure on this.
2: I'll let him have the herd gladly. No, it's my fault. I should have jumped him first. The man does what he has to, Marshal. I don't think that's your way.
3: Well, maybe my way's the wrong way. When it leads to burning 10,000 acres of prairie in a whole town, there must be something Wait, wrong. Wait, Mr. To... Dillon. What is it, Chester?
5: I told you, I, I told you I could smell it.
3: Smell what? What the devil is...
5: But... Rain, yes, sir. By heavens, it's starting to rain. By heaven, <laughs> may be the right expression. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I know it's the only thing that can save Dodge. <laughs> well, come on, rain faster, <laughs> cut loose and rain, will you? <laughs> what are you doing it, Mr. Dillon. Look at it Beep down on that fire,
3: <laughs> rain. <laughs> Chester, you know, out here on the frontier sometimes, but when a thing like this happens, it makes you wonder if, if maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Chester, let's find our horses. It's it sure not letting up, any, Mr. Dillon? No. We're still quite a ways from town. Let's swing over along the bluff, Chester, and find a place to wait it out for a while, huh? That's what I was hoping you'd say. Come on. Well, it took a
2: long time to break loose, but it's sure making up for a lot. Wow! I never saw
3: lightning in this path before. Uh, usually, it lets up once the rain starts. I guess it's just a freak storm anyway. What? Off your horse, Chester. Flat on the ground. Now. I
2: saw a flash, Mr. Dillon. He'd come from that lone cottonwood tree.
3: Yeah. It's a bad spot. He's got cover and we haven't. Well, I guess we found out what happened to Mr. Howard. All right, Howard. Come out with your hands up. You're under arrest.
5: Why don't you come and get it,
3: Dylan? I'm gonna flip a shot at the tree, Chester. Roll away as soon as I fire. Yeah. All right. Now,
5: oh, Dylan! You're not smart enough!
3: That was close. There's enough light for him to see. He's got all the odds. If he keeps it up, he'll get us sure. Maybe we might just as well rush him, Mr. Dillon. We haven't got much to lose. It's an outside chance, Chester. He's bound to get one of us.
2: Yeah, but this way it's both.
3: Yeah, I know. All right. We'll go in on the count of three. And out and move fast. Yes, sir. And uh, good luck, Chester.
0: Same to you, Mr. Moore. All
3: right. One, two, three. Mr. Dillon, what happened? It was lightning. It struck the tree. I think Howard's lying over there on the ground. Come on. down all right.
2: He said he'd be struck dead before he'd ever give in. Well, he was.
3: By heaven, I don't know. It was the second time tonight. <laughs> you know, Chester, I think I'm going to change my ways.
0: Gunsmoke, transcribed under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell and Lou Krugman, with Joe Duvall, Barney Phillips, and Georgia Ellis. Harley Bear is Chester and Howard McNair is Doc. Join us again next week. As Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke.
1: Where there's crime afoot, look for
0: gangbusters tonight.